Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for April 2, 2023. It is Palm Sunday. Join in our call to worship. Holy God, sometimes it's hard to hear you over the hosannas. Sometimes it's hard to hear you over the noise of city streets. Sometimes it's hard to hear you over our racing thoughts, our mental to-do lists, or our desire to fit in. Sometimes it is hard to hear you in this noisy world. So just as you stop traffic in Jerusalem, stop traffic here. Pause the rush. Open the gates. Dwell among us until your word is all we can hear. We are listening. We are laying down our cloaks. Amen. Holy God, give us the courage to be unabashed in our faith. Give us the strength to throw our coats on the road. Son of David, give us the conviction to shout your name from the rooftop. Give us the wisdom to sing Hosanna. With hope in our hearts we pray. Amen.
Today is from the new book, The Lives We Actually Have, by Kate Bowler and Jessica Ritchie. It is entitled, For Palm Sunday. O oh God, you are interrupting me with eternity, and I'm not sure I'm ready. Take hold of time and order it once again. Let me keep pace with you. On this Palm Sunday, time is marked as one small donkey plods toward Jerusalem, one with a face set like flint, feet almost grazing the ground, walks forward toward the eastering of all sorrow, not in the power of horses and swift victory, but in small, steady steps toward the mystery that through suffering healing comes that through shame dignity is restored, that through the cross powers are disarmed and death done away with forever. Blessed are all those walking forward into the great small work they do in hospitals, homes, grocery stores, classrooms, churches, and cubicles. And blessed are we joining the crowds waving palm branches to shout ourselves hoarse, Hosanna, save us, save our world. God have mercy, Christ have mercy, Spirit have mercy. Amen. For those of us who are pastors, the question gets bandied about this time of year, which will you preach, Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday? Palm Sunday with its waving palm branches and shouts of Hosanna, or Passion Sunday, speaking of the Savior's suffering. To me, it is a false dichotomy. Palm Sunday may look like a triumphant parade, but it is really only the forerunner of the crucifixion. The same voices that shouted Hosanna later shouted, Crucify! The same hands that waved the palms formed into fists raised to demand Jesus' execution. Palm Sunday is our reminder 
that Jesus, who never did anything by accident, set his face like flint to go to Jerusalem, well knowing what was to come. Matthew 21, 1-11 When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in a turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Who is this? Who is this? they asked, for the whole city was in turmoil as the man on the donkey came riding into Jerusalem. Almost comic, the sight of it. This is no conquering hero on a mighty steed leading a Roman legion in a victory parade. This is not what anyone was expecting. Who is this? If this is an army, it's a strange one indeed. Children, women, men, tax collectors, prostitutes, and others called sinners, surely they would have been there, for the man on the donkey kept company with such people. Mary Magdalene was probably there, and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, will see them later this week, sitting beside the tomb. Who is this? That was the question then, and still is. As this week passes, if we're listening, we'll hear once again what happened to the man on the donkey. We know his name is Jesus. We probably know something about him, even if we haven't been to church in a while. And during this coming week, we will once again, however remotely, have the opportunity to once again recite from the ancient script, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. We'll hear again about that Last Supper, about Judas's betrayal, about what happened on that darkest of Fridays. Because of Jesus's fidelity to the deepest truth he knew, those who could not understand the message 
or those who denied the truth of it because of their fidelity to old twisted systems made plots to ensure that the man on the donkey would not live much longer. Who is this? Some years we can walk through Holy Week blindfolded. We wave our palms on Palm Sunday. We share communion at Love Feast. We know the Good Friday scriptures backwards and forwards and the long waiting of Holy Saturday. And we know the Easter Sunday joy. The church dressed in flowers, the cross draped in white, the smell of lilies in the air, the kids home for the holiday, the taste of the Easter brunch. But then there are years when sleepwalking through Holy Week is impossible. There was the Easter season when COVID-19 drove us from our churches and kept us sheltering in place. And there is this season as well, when news from Ukraine, as well as news from here and elsewhere, leaves us feeling angry, helpless, and all but hopeless. But here is the thing. Even in our shock and our grieving, Jesus still rides into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. We need to look again and see what we didn't see before, looking with fresh eyes upon that scene. As those in Jerusalem were on that first Palm Sunday, let's dare to be surprised by the man on the donkey. Who is this? Our brother Dietrich Bonhoeffer met a God he had never known while he was confined in Hitler's prison. God allows himself to be edged out of the world and onto the cross, Bonhoeffer said, and that is the way, the only way, in which God can be with us and help us. Only the suffering God can help. Who is this? We ask this question as though for the first time, and in many ways it is the first time. For, your, for we are not the same as we were a year ago on Palm Sunday. Jesus enters a different city this year, a different country, a different world. I see Jesus riding through our own hometowns, towns irreparably changed by the events of the last few years. I see Jesus riding through Chernihiv, through Kiev, riding alongside trains filled with refugees. I see Jesus riding past Robb Elementary School and Nashville's Covenant School. I see Jesus riding through our own fear-filled, grief-stained hearts. There is nothing that can stop him. Only a suffering God would do this. Only a suffering God can help us. Only a suffering God understands. Jesus comes riding into a different world this Palm Sunday. He comes not bound by place, nor the turning of calendar pages. Jesus comes riding into my broken life and yours. Only a suffering God can help us. Jesus went where suffering was sure to come, for he lived his life within the heart of God. It was not what the world expected. Jesus' words and actions were threatening as often as they were life-giving, so it wasn't surprising that the whole city was in turmoil asking, Who is this? 
Some followed him into the city because he had brought them out of despair into hope. But others were scared to death at the rumors that preceded him into the city, rumors of what he had been teaching the riffraff that joined this odd parade. And some are still afraid. Blessed are the meek, he said, for they shall inherit the earth. No, this is crazy. We know the ruthless, the powerful, will inherit the earth. You have heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. What sort of madness is this against the threat of evil dictators? Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. But we must stock up. We are terrified of shortages, of inflation. Who can live that way, not worrying? For what will it profit you to gain the whole world but forfeit your life? Surely that is no way to get the economy moving again. Whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. Forget it, we say. Everyone knows you have to look out for number one. Living this peculiar God-shaped life, Jesus knew he would not escape suffering. He talked of it along the way, telling his confused disciples not once but three times that he was headed for Jerusalem, where he would surely be arrested, condemned, and crucified. Yet still he rode into the city, drawn there by the heart of God. And he comes riding still. See, Jesus is not bound by the map or the calendar. He's been here before, riding between the trenches in France during World War I. He passed the gates of Auschwitz and Dachau during the next World War. He rode through the rubble of 9-11, and he rides now through Ukraine, through Nigeria, through Yemen, where there is so much suffering. And he is with us still. And if we are silent about all this, the very stones will cry out. This is the sign we need in this broken place and in our broken lives. Only a suffering God can help. Jesus came riding into the heart of suffering and was crucified on a garbage heap outside Jerusalem but this was not the end of the story. The God we meet in Jesus is never a spectator standing at a distance. No matter how alone we may feel, that is not the truth of the matter. I guess we should have remembered this from the beginning of Matthew's Gospel. Even before Jesus was born, the angel whispered to Joseph in a dream, You shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. Who is this? This is Emmanuel, God with us. God with us in the broken places. God with us in the spaces filled with fear. God with us in the very heart of suffering. This promise remains at the very end of Matthew's Gospel. There, on another hillside, Jesus, Emmanuel, turns to his disciples and to us, wherever we are today. Remember, Jesus says, I am with you always, 
even to the end of the age, even now. Let us pray. Blessed Jesus, ride into our midst today, into the ruined places, into hearts broken and afraid. Come into the midst of all that has changed. Assure us that you will be with us, even to the end of the age. Amen. Receive the benediction. As you leave this space, may God bless you with seeking. Seek out the hungry. Seek the weary. Seek the good in every person you pass. Seek out the hopeful. Seek the faithful. Seek God in each of us. As you seek and as you wonder, may you find what you are looking for. In the name of our loving God, who is always seeking us, go now in peace. Amen.